Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Okay, I'm just saying I have to clear my throat because... When I don't sleep, I, my throat gets all blah. And then, and I didn't sleep because the reunion was like too much stimulation for me. I was telling Josie before you got on, I just watched this morning and I like feel, I feel like out of sorts. I feel like anxious. Yeah. I want to eat like an extra large French fry and just like sit in a closet. I don't know how you guys went to bed last night. Oh my God. You need like time to emotionally process. Yeah. You got to eat like a gallon of ice cream. It's like going through a breakup yourself. I don't know. It's just the worst thing. Okay. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is your host, Josie, with a very special bonus episode. I feel like this is like the highlight of my entire career to get to talk about my biggest passion in life, which is Vanderpump Rules. I am here with Maddie, the fashion editor, who you guys probably know from the fashion episodes, but we have a brand new guest today, which is Allison, the editor-in-chief. So welcome, you guys. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I am. We've been really saying that we needed to set aside a time to like just talk about it, and here we are. And here we are. It really worked out. (laughs) What an episode to be a first time on the podcast. (laughs) I was going to say, how are you feeling, Allison? You feel ready? I feel so anxious, but I think that's because I'm still just (laughs) processing all the information from last night. Yeah, I feel like this, of any episode for you to be your first episode, this should be it. Like, this is your moment to shine. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad my whole career has led up to this moment of watching, <laughs> this of watching a Bravo television show. Oh my God. Okay. So I just feel like we just got to dive right into it. Allison was just telling us that she just watched it this morning, which also I feel like is wild, but I do like that because I am also going to watch the Peacock extended version later, obviously. So I like that you kind of just like, that's the first view of it. So guys, let's just, I just feel like let's dive in. What is everyone's thoughts on the reunion. Let's talk about like the last episode. What's your initial thoughts? Tom Sandoval is probably the worst human in the entire world. (laughs) I don't even know how to process. I think I'm still stuck on the little like quote unquote twist at the end where you're, you know, you found out that they were lying. Although the way they built it up, I wasn't shocked because I think we all thought they were lying and like, you know, getting the story together the whole time. But just looking back now, I feel so bamboozled. Like he just lied for the last like couple episodes that we watched even further. I'm I'm just in shock. He's awful. That's all I have to say. I feel like last night was kind of like, I don't know, something about it felt like darker to me. I think that with the revelation at the end that like, we got to dive into the specifics, but my biggest takeaway from yesterday is that I left it feeling like icky in a different way. And I just can't, I have some thoughts on the Raquel of it all also that I think not like, where do you even begin? When he said that comment about the t-shirt, I think that was it for me. That shows who he is as a person. Like it really solidified every time he was crying, every time he was like, I just need a conversation with her. It was all just a front for me. That moment when he said that, I was like, this is the real human. This is exactly who he is. Everything else is just an act. I think that Raquel gave me a really like, good contrast to him as well. And that like, nothing could make Raquel forgiven to like, in my book, like she's still just as culpable, but 
I think that watching her sit there and take it where like Tom Sandoval could not, like if someone yells at Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval's going to yell back louder, no matter what he did. We're watching people be like, Raquel, you're the worst. And her being like, you're right. It's like seeing that I think just made her come out so much better than him because he, for what, like probably because he's a narcissist could not take it in the way that she did. He fought tooth and nail and it almost made it with Raquel. Like, like I was watching with a friend and she was like, this is kind of hard to watch because she's just like agreeing with all the stuff that they're saying about her. And I didn't think it was hard to watch. I enjoyed every second of Ariana tearing her to shreds, but like (laughs) it did make it like kind of at the end, there's like no notes because she agreed. Like there's only so much you can say when someone is, you know, like taking it in the way that she did. And I thought that whoever media trained her, whoever, you know, is her PR crisis communications team is what Tom Sandoval also needed. The weird part for me was Raquel not showing emotion. Like that was very terrifying to witness. And especially with Ariana crying when she was crying and for Raquel to have like blank space, nothing going on. That was a very scary thing. But I, I was thinking the same thing about Sandoval because I thought going into all the reunion parts, he's going to have his tail between his legs. He's going to be like self-aware enough to think to save his image, to be so apologetic. Like, God forbid he actually feels sorry, but like for his image alone, he would be self-aware enough to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This psychopath is screaming at people, saying offensive things, getting defensive, not even saying, like I was appalled. And last night he was totally at his worst where... I mean, we can get into the t-shirt comment. Like there were so many parts that I was shocked that he wasn't, first of all, just like self-aware enough to know how he was coming off. God forbid he would actually be like a good person and like actually feel remorse. No, he's disgusting. Yeah, I think that, no, he showed through and through. I truly do not believe that he is sorry for anything he did. No. He did not. I don't think he thinks he thinks he did anything wrong. I think that he thinks that he just like made a human error. Like, I don't think that he showed any ounce of even, like, like, I do believe that Raquel is, like, embarrassed. Where, like, he is not even, like, embarrassed, I don't think. And I think that that's where the, like, additional, ugh. I thought that the bombshell was a little anticlimactic. I was hoping for a little more. But I do think that it showed, like, we all know that Raquel is, like, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's quite home a lot of the time. And I think that it like just kind of emphasized it to me that like, not only did Tom Sandoval do all this, but he like went to great lengths to control the narrative about it. And like, in, in my opinion, in ways that don't even matter, like nobody believed that they had only slept together once. Nobody believed any of it. And just like that, he was like, okay, here's the story. We only slept together once. Like, the crafting of it all is is where it got kind of like actually knowing for a fact that he tried to craft it in the way he did feels even more like psychotic where it's like just own it everybody knows what you did just own it yeah the way that he kept mentioning like it was one time it was one we weren't mm-hmm. sleeping together again during that time and everyone was just like that doesn't matter like that doesn't change anything but he went to these great lengths like you said to manipulate and craft a narrative that he was like this won't be as bad and i think that thought process again just shows who he is he's an awful awful human yeah it didn't matter it didn't that stuff didn't matter no like no one cares no, it's insane because that was the time that he was like, Raquel, Raquel, yeah. Raquel. <laughs> they were sleeping together during that. But like, besides that, it's like, it's almost like semantics to me that it's like, okay, it's crazy that Ariana was there and they were in Mexico and Sheena's wedding is further tainted. But like, that lie didn't help. No, it didn't help. And that's such a good point that night where he's like, Raquel, how could she be turned on by him after that? Like he was so nasty. Like he was disgusting. How could she be she turned on? She was like, on? this is it. This She's is like, yum. Can't wait for you to come to the <laughs> room later. Like, ew. I, it, it was to watch the wheels turning of like him trying to construct this whole narrative. So what I'm like, the last five minutes, they were so built up. I kind of felt let down too a little bit because I'm like, that's it. Like we already knew that they were hooking up way more than they let on. Like that's everything. But I think her admitting 
that he had tried to construct everything and basically confirm he had been coaching her. I think that actually, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, that is a significant drop that she has confirmed that he has been behind the scenes, like what we all suspected, but to her confirm. And I'm curious if like, I know everyone was like saying that their breakup was fake. What do you guys think? I kind of now feel like maybe that's true because he found out that she had said all these things. Something that was different about this episode is that usually the um, cast gets to see the episodes like the Friday before they air on Wednesday and they did not get to see this one. So I, I don't know if he knew until yesterday that she did that. Unless she told him. Yeah, like maybe she told him like, or maybe like a producer told him, I don't know. But it would be likely, I think that she would. Yeah, like I don't think that they, I didn't believe them really like being together. So them like breaking up, not breaking up, like none of that really phased me. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think they're going to end up together. Same. I'm not invested in it at all. And I'm even more confused because of like all the people spotting him on TikTok. You know, like he was in Austin with that girl. And then he's like on that plane with his phone out for everyone to see. And it said like Raquel on the thing. I mean, it's just, I don't know what is true and what is not. I j- it's a big mess and I just don't care. I want them to pick up the cameras and start recording it. But I, <laughs> I <know. laughs> get your cameras up now. Because that was the other thing too, was like that they had hyped it up to be like, oh my God, this last five minutes revelation is so crazy that we don't even know if the cast is going to resign or like, but like they probably wasted a ton of money pushing back the recording dates, you know, like that. It wasn't like a easy, no big deal. Oh yeah, we might as well just wait till after. Like they're risking a lot of things to be able to push it. So like I, but I don't get that. Like who in the cast is going to care? Like why does that affect filming for next season? I think that the person that's going to be most affected by that is, I mean, I think that Ariana obviously will be further affected, but I think that that was kind of a a bad thing to Sheena because it's just like further bullshit that happened at her wedding. Right. I kind of felt like after watching Watch What Happens Live and seeing Lala be like, that is like, she almost seemed to warm up to Raquel to the idea that she really was sorry and feeling sympathy for her a little bit, which was a little shocking to me because of the way that they all were at the reunion. So I don't know. I don't know. I just, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, that was kind of shocking for her to admit. Maybe it was because, yeah, how the cast might react differently to her if they know. So they want to wait till filming until they see that she had admitted to certain things or maybe it's how Sandoval and Raquel are going to interact. Like, I don't know. I just want to know, like, why push filming for that? Basically what we already know and have, it's just confirmation. You know what I do think was a big takeaway from that for me is how bizarre it feels to me that, like, Raquel seems so apologetic and so remorseful for lying, but not for the act itself. Exactly. And that's what that solidified to me. Like, why are you so, you're so torn up on like being like, I just, I hate lying, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so you're mad you lied, but not not that you did it. And yeah. that is where she like kind of lost me. I mean, she it never had me, but she lost <laughs> me further last night because of that. I agree. For me, the confirmation was nice. Just saying like, yes, we all, what we thought about Tom Sandoval all along was correct, but it did not change anything for me about her. Because as I told you guys, like leading up to this reunion, I was going back and watching old reunions and old episodes to see like how she presents herself at reunions to kind of compare it to what we were going to see. And she does show emotion and she does cry when she is the victim, when she feels like something bad has happened to her and her not showing any emotion and then still really not showing that she was sorry in this confessional and like crying for Ariana and the mistakes she made. I truly don't think she knows like what love is, what friendship is, what partnership is. And I don't think she has any concept that what she did was that bad. And I think that is further confirmed by her saying like, I thought me and Ariana could find a way back from this. And it's just like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, that blew my mind. And the thruple thing. The thruple thing thing was crazy. Let's talk about the the thruple thing. thing. Oh God. I had forgotten. Oh my God. That was another 
crazy revelation from the last five minutes that I was like, what? So what are your guys' thoughts? Like, do you think that she just like, cause I know she also supposedly made the comment before that she'd rather hook up with Ariana than Tom, obviously like joking, but like, apparently she had said that like, was she just thinking, Oh, it could be all perfect. And the three of us could be in a relationship. And like, so that was just her naivety to think it could all be okay if the three of us are together. Like, where where does that come from? What were your guys' thoughts on the Thruple thing? I think it just further shows her delusion with all of it. Like, that girl really thought it was going to be okay. Where it's like, oh, you not only did you think it was going to be okay, you thought there was a chance that you were going to become a sister wife to Ariana. That's like, what are you even talking about? Has she ever, like, said that she is sexually fluid? Because I also think that just shows, like, a level of, like, not understanding. Like, oh, yeah, Ariana is fluid, so, like, we could just all be together. It's like, what? I don't, I just... I don't think she said that. It's, It's so... I, ugh. I just feel so much ick about her, but I think it really does just show. She does not know or value what a relationship and what a partnership is. I mean, like, this is like top of mind for me because we're purchasing a home together. You have to sign like 60 pages of loan documents for a bank with this other person of like, we agree, we are in this together. It's like very big and very scary to combine all these things and be in a partnership with someone and have like that level of trust and connection. And the fact that she is just like, about the whole thing, I it's mind-blowing. She does not truly know what a relationship is. Therefore, she cannot value it. That's something that I wish that like... I know that people keep referring to Ariana as like Tom's life partner because it is true that it's like, this wasn't just like a girlfriend. This was someone who whose life was like completely built in with him, with like the house and their, you know, with everything. It was equivalent to like a marriage. It was not just a significant other. That's why I hate when people are like, well, this happened with Kristen. It's like, no, that's so different. Or when Rachel said, Lala and James can't talk because they hooked up like that. How do you not understand that that is like world of a difference beyond even just the friend thing? You guys were in a new relationship. You guys were in your early 20s. This is like a 10-year life partnership. They have a home together. Like, how do they not understand the similarities? And Sandoval kept bringing that up too. Like, he'd be like, well, you did this and you do this. And like, like, this is so different. This is beyond anything else. Like, how do they not understand that? Raquel said that because she repeats what Tom says. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I think that last night was really a glimpse into like, how much Tom Sandoval manipulated this girl. And like, again, that does not mean Raquel isn't equally to blame. But I think that if you look at who Tom Sandoval surrounds himself with and who Tom Sandoval does not get along with, look at him with Raquel, look at him with Schwartz. It's two people who he can completely manipulate. He Raquel was extremely malleable. She was becoming who he wanted her to be. And then who doesn't he like? Katie. Katie, who he can't, control in any way katie who can't convince of things and i think that and it Stassi, just like, like that- you're so right all the people that like ha- were very mm-hmm. strong are the people he's never liked and had problems he can't but like schwartz and i think that that's kind of a takeaway i have of all of it right now is like i think that it was really schwartz knowing not knowing the timeline of what what schwartz knew and when i think just like matters to me less at this point. Cause I'm almost like, who even cares? Like Schwartz was never going to go to Ariana and tell her. I think that the only thing he could have really done was tell Sandoval, like give him an ultimatum and be like, if you don't tell Ariana by Friday, I'm going to tell Ariana. And I think that that's what he should have done. But like, at this point, I'm like, that doesn't even matter to me because like, we know Schwartz's character. We know his undying loyalty to Tom because everyone in Tom's life has to have that or Tom has problems with that. It's so true. Yeah. It's only significant to me because I feel like he hides behind this like golden retriever persona. And it's like, no, actually, like you are a good guy because it's convenient for you because people on television like it. You get fans, they go to your bar, all of this stuff. You are not actually a good guy because 
you know, she was a groomsman in your wedding. You guys were friends. You had all been together and you let this go on this entire time and you watched it. And as someone who was married and who did have a long-term partner, like he had the perspective. I truly believe like Raquel was naive, immature, doesn't have a lot of perspective. And like, I think that played into her bad decisions. But Tom Schwartz had the perspective, had everything and chose to be silent and to not do anything and to watch this all happen. And he's disgusting. I think that the thing that has become clear is that like, what you just said, Allison, is that like, Tom Schwartz isn't naive. Tom Schwartz knows like the things that Sandoval does. He just doesn't care. It's so true. You know, when changed, what changed everything for me with Schwartz, because I have for a long time, I feel like, like years ago, Maddie, when we, which we do to everything, when we were like, who in the office is like all the Vanderpump characters? Like I was always Schwartz. Like I always had a soft spot for him. So this season obviously changed a lot for me and my eyes of him. But the moment that did it for me was the season finale before the reunion when he and Katie are talking out back and Raquel comes up and he, instead of saying, Raquel, can you like, sorry, Raquel, like even in his nice guy, he could have been like, sorry, Raquel, like, we're just going to talk. Like, I'll come talk to you later or whatever. He said, no, 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 Katie, come back. And like, he stood up for Raquel in that moment. And I think like, which is like very obvious now, but like looking back on every season, his thing is that he doesn't want to be disliked, which is a very selfish thing at the end, I think, because then when you want so bad to be liked, then you take the side of the person that you're less close to. So he would always take the side of who he could kind of like, whose relationship would be harder to mend. That's what I think it is. Is like, that's why he never took Katie's side because he's like, well, she's my wife. So I know that even though she'll be mad at me, I know that we'll make up. He was always going to the person who he wanted them to like him. And I think that's the most selfish thing you could do because then you're never actually supporting the people who are closest to you. I think Katie got a lot of justice this season for that. When when he was justice like... Justice for Katie. It's a sincere apology to Katie. Like, you really got a glimpse at what she went through with him. Yeah, it's even more apparent when you rewatch. I was rewatching an old episode yesterday where James at Pride calls Katie fat and that she shouldn't be wearing the shorts she's wearing. And Tom goes to confront him and is like don't call her fat. She's luscious or something like uh-huh. that. But he couldn't even say like, how dare you speak about my partner that way? Like, don't say that. He had to follow it up with a joke. And I was like, oh my God, you're basically the way he was wording it and implying it like, hey man, you're not wrong. Just don't say the words fat. And I was in that moment, I was like, burn this man. <laughs> burn So him. true. I can't. So true. And it's not that he's like so happy-go-lucky all the time. Like, it's not like he's you know, like he can never say anything bad because he says a lot of crazy shit. The stuff he said to Lala in this season when they were at the beach, he was like saying awful things to her. He said awful things to Katie. So it's it's like he has no issue saying mean things and kind of getting angry. It's just specifically, to, it seems to be to specifically to women. Like I don't want to put that on him, but like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like, has he ever actually had one of those blow up to any guy? It's always been to Katie mostly and then sometimes Lala. No, he let James throw a drink in his face. Yeah, exactly. And didn't do anything. But then to Lala, he tore to shreds. I don't even remember what that was about. But when he was like, give them Lala, what is Lala? Like that, that made him go off, but not James literally throwing a drink in his face. That was understandable to him. Didn't he make comments too? Like, oh yeah, you're such a good mom. Like stuff like that. I don't think either one of them value women at all. Mm-mm. No. 100%. Absolutely not. What do you guys think was the the green light, green light, and then he popped the Xanax? It was just performative. He is just like yeah. trying to be funny and liked. I mean, it's, it's painful. To I watch. think that, I don't think it was a code or anything. Like I've seen a lot of that. I think that it was just literally him acknowledging that like green light, she's coming out. And I do think that they might've discussed that Tom was going to do that to maybe like take at that moment to like take the heat and attention off of her like actually entering the room a little bit. Yeah. I just thought it meant green light, like cameras on. Yeah. But weren't cameras on the whole time? Yeah. I don't think it was like some weird thing. I just, I'm like trying to, like, I I don't think it's anything big. I just am so confused what it is because like cameras are on the whole time. And then like when cameras are recording, they're red lights. 
So it's not like he was saying like, oh, the green light's on, but then like they're on always. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, if you guys don't think it's anything big, we can (laughs) move on. But I'm like, what is the green light? They did have code. And I've seen this a lot on TikTok, as I'm sure you guys have, where it's like tequila Katie and tequila was their code word for cocaine. And so Mm -hmm. if you, I haven't gone back this far, but if you go back and watch old episodes, there's a lot of evidence of recreational drug use throughout the whole thing. And so I think they did have code words. So it's very possible that green light was some sort of code word. For like Xanax or... Yeah, and I think that Tom... Tom Sandoval thinks that he's like, as a narcissist does, just thinks he's so like smart that I believe that like, he was like, he thinks he's like the puppet master of everything. So I don't think it's inconceivable that he would be like, okay, we're going to do this right now. And everyone was like, that was kind of weird. Like that was very performative and like odd. And Tom Sandoval being like, that's his medicine. It's like, okay, he just like jokingly pulled out a bottle of Xanax in the middle of this. like And like chucked it to see if anyone wanted one. Yeah, like it was... Right, like no one's being like unserious about mental health. It just like he made a joke of it himself. Right, right. That was such a weird thing. I was thinking that the big reveal had something to do with Schwartz because he was so... Like the fact that he had a pop of Xanax, that he was so anxious, he was like moving his foot the whole time. I thought that it was something more like, do you think that he was just that stressed because it has to do with his business too? So he was like hoping that there'd be some redemption with Sandoval or like, what what, did you guys pick up on how weird it was that Schwartz was like, just so, so anxious and weird? I would just like to say for as much as a narcissist and calculated planner that Sandoval is, he surrounded himself with literally the worst liars and he coached <laughs> them like, yeah, this is our, exactly like this is our story. We're all sticking to it. And then both of them just panic and are terrible. So I think part of it was he was trying to remember which story he was going to go with. And then he had obviously messed up along the way. So it's like, which version am I sharing? What have I shared? And trying to keep up with all of that. But then I think at the same time, yes, he's looking out for himself. I felt the same way himself in his business. I felt the same way when Lisa was like, you have to like show some emotion. You have to redeem yourself. When she like pulled him aside, like you need to start apologizing. I was like, oh, she is doing this because she's like, I have a bar with your name on it. You better look really sorry and apologetic real fast. 100%. That's why Lisa defended him. I mean, not defended him, but was easy on him that entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get. Like you have, like, this is your livelihood. I get it. Like, you know, you want redemption for yourself. I think that that's, that's natural. I think. It, ugh. It all is just, I, I can't imagine how they're going to go on because I really don't think that they they are going to cut anyone from the cast. But like, I also don't think anyone will ever be okay with filming with Sandoval and stuff again. Right. No. Or even Schwartz, honestly. So like, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, there were so many moments. Like the other moment I want to talk about from last night was the few minutes after the reunion wrapped or after Raquel was leaving and Tom and Raquel were talking, that was terrifying how they're like <laughs> laughing. The things that they were saying when, when she like, again, this is the other thing. Cause she said it in last week's episode too, where she was like, why do they keep saying that we're liars? All we lied about was the affair. And it's like, that is a big fucking thing to lie about Raquel. And she did the same thing last night when she was, she said the exact same thing of like, all we lied about was this, like, we are not liars. I don't understand how that's her, her argument. Like, I don't get that. So that whole little time where they were like laughing. And you know what the other thing that I really took away from that time was? Of all the shit, of Ariana crying, of all the things that they'd done, what Raquel wanted to talk to Tom about, the first thing that she brought up was that James said that Allie was a step up. Like she was still going to Tom being like, validate me. Like how crazy that that James thinks that Allie was a step up for me. Of all those things, that was the first thing she said to him when they got away from the reunion. Like, that blew my mind. Yeah, she wasn't, like, shaken up. She should have been, like, shaken up by the cheeseburger coming and stuff. Like, (laughs) I would have been. She did not. And I think that um, I don't know. I, like, physically don't know how you could sit there and, like, people say those things to you and you not, like, shed a tear. Like, her 
that scene to be able to like not only not shed a tear but then leave and be in that room and laugh together and tom being like you're doing better than me while and james are coming after me it's like tom get over it they're gonna keep coming after you you did something horrible why yeah. are you so stuck on that and it's like i could take it from katie but james and lala where it's like you aren't better than them in any way like why do you think that this that you aren't fair game to everyone in that room right now right a hundred percent i don't think so she... laughing and Oh, I, when she walked out and she was like smiling so quickly, was like, this girl does not feel bad. She truly does not no. feel bad about what she did. She is justifying it in her mind and somehow trying to make herself like the victim in all of this. And it's just, or a victim, if not the biggest one, her apologies felt rehearsed. It felt like something that someone told her to say. None of it felt sincere. And then I think when they walked in that room and she started smiling and talking about, like you said, something so trivial, it's like, oh, this is the real you. There's no sadness. You truly don't realize that this person was your friend, that they backed you up for years and you were fucking her boyfriend behind her back lying to her, asking about her sex life. And like, uh, it's just disgusting. And she doesn't see that. Oh my God. She doesn't see that. And the other crazy parts was when she was watching it last week and she would say like, oh, now I, like she said things that were like, now I'm starting to feel kind of bad. Or she like alluded to like, oh, maybe I should have written Sheena an apology letter. Or like, maybe it's like, she didn't understand until this point, but probably because Sandoval was so like, Ariana will forgive you. Don't worry about it. People won't be that mad. Like you can tell that everything that she's been saying and thinking is just purely Sandoval's mouth telling her these things. And she has no ability to think on her own. And when Ariana called that out last night, I was like, that was the fucking line of the night when she was like, you can't think for yourself. So like put this in your brain. I, it was just so accurate and like it's been very sad to watch because it's so obvious how it's all coming from Sandoval and she like didn't even know like kids learn when they're what Allison like when do you teach Monroe how to be like that other your actions have reactions like they learn that when they're like three right you like learn if I hit someone they cry and it's sad and I go on time out like the fact that she's 28, 30, however old she is. And she doesn't know that her actions have reactions and can hurt people. And that we got to watch her learn, oh, what I do affects other people. To me, that was a scary thing. Oh, her being like, oh, I just thought people pleasing. I just thought people pleasing. And it's like, and then you started, like, this is where you started. Like, start by doing something like a little, you can start lower on the scale than like this catastrophic thing. We're like, who told you that this was just you like living for yourself and not people pleasing? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. People pleasing to people harming. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the, the opposite. That pipeline is non-existent. It's not there. I also really, one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when people do shitty things under the guise of I'm a people pleaser. I feel like that has become such a thing. And we almost like romanticize people pleasing as if it's like, oh, I'm such a good person that I'm putting other people before myself. I have never in my life seen someone who has called themselves a people pleaser actually be someone that puts other people before them. It's always people that are kind of like a little bit narcissistic and feel good about themselves when they feel like they're doing so much for other people. That's my hot take. I just have such a thing with people pleasing as a adjective. I just hate it. 
I think a big part of people pleasing is like, I don't want to stand up and tell you like, I don't actually want to do this. I would rather take the path of least resistance of just like going with the flow. And it's sort of like a cop out. It's like, I don't want to put up any sort of fight or like have an uncomfortable conversation. Therefore, I will just do what you say and keep going. And yeah, I get it. You come out of that and you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. But like we've said, there's lots of stops before you get to just utter betrayal and (laughs) stealing someone's life partner. I think that the reason that, well, she doesn't have remorse, I think partially because Tom Sandoval has like fed her the narrative that like, you know, they were these like star-crossed lovers, all this stuff. But I think that the thing that like just remains true is that those two had a plan. They thought it was going to all be okay because they had a plan that they couldn't execute because Ariana found out without like against their timeline. Tom had some plan. He had told Raquel of like that Ariana, he was going to break up with Ariana and no one was ever going to find out. And then they were going to be together and everyone was going to be fine with it. And like that shows Tom's level of delusion as well, because he got away with that before. And I do think that just like, I don't know something. I, I think that their age difference became really like evident to me last night. Like, I don't think that like in an ordinary relationship necessarily like, it's something that would be like that crazy, but just given how malleable Rachel is, I think that like Tom's age, in addition to his status in the group, definitely made his word more like important and like gospel to her. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. She like saw him as someone to listen to. So like, not only is she already in that clearly a lack of sense of self where she could kind of become whatever someone wanted her to be, but she probably saw him as he's famous. He's in the group. He's older. He like, look, he has a shit together. He owns a bar. Like cool. Tom owns a bar. He has a fucking band, but like, yeah, you, that's so true. You could totally see how she could be looking up at him is like, okay, I can trust him. I believe what he's telling me and he knows how this works. So he knows that this has happened before because that's exactly what he thought is he was like, oh, it's like Raquel's going to be the new Ariana. Ariana's going to be the new Kristen. That's exactly what happened last time is everyone thought Kristen was crazy and he was awesome and he and Ariana rode off in the sunset. And so he definitely probably told Raquel, look, it's happened before. We did it before. Everything will be fine. It will work out the exact same way. And I'm sure, again, because he's a narcissist, that he really thought it would be. He thought exactly what happened in season two and three is what's going to happen now. And Ariana would be the crazy one. Raquel and him would be the new power couple. Yeah, 100%. And it, like, it just foiled, it foiled whatever plan he had, which like whatever it was, wasn't going to work anyway. But like that shows his delusion as well because like i think that i don't know someone said this and i think that tom has been despicable for many seasons but tom's one redeeming quality was that he was dating ariana it's like okay tom sucks but he must be a little cool because he's dating this beloved person on the show that we're all really invested in so something about him must be good where for him to lose her in this way is like everyone loves ariana i don't know anyone who doesn't so he really lost like his, I do just think that there's truth that that was his one redeeming quality amongst all of it is that something about him had to have been cool. If a girl like that was into him. Yeah. Her being so trusting and continuing to like pursue this long-term relationship with him made us all think he must be growing. Like he must be better, Mm -hmm. but really it was just hiding a lot of it. Like we were looking at it with rose colored glasses because of her presence. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about some of his comments because I think especially what we do at the Evergirl, I'm like going to turn Vanderpump Rules and like make it deep here. But what we do at the Evergirl is like, we obviously champion women and I have never seen that side of him come out as a parent as it did in this reunion where he said the most disgusting, degrading, awful things. Like the IUD comment he made to Lala, the t-shirt comment he made to Ariana. Like, I would love to get into what you guys think about that because to me, honestly, of everything, that was the worst that came out of it was witnessing, like, you could see the wheels turning of, like, how he actually thinks. Like, for example, the comment he made to Lala last episode where he, as a way to insult her and he, that he, like, brought out of nowhere was like, well, you took out your I- IUD the second that Stassi got pregnant. 
like as if that were like supposed to insult her where it's like, hello, she could have taken out her IUD because her friend got pregnant and she wanted to get pregnant with her friend. That would have been okay. She could have taken out her IUD because it's Tuesday and she felt like it. Like it is not fucking up to you. And why would you think that that is a way to insult her? Like so that he has weaponized women's sexuality and reproductive health in their faces as a way to put them down. And that was the most like disgusting thing that came out of it were those two comments. What are your guys' thoughts? I think that, I don't know. I'm just like, I think it was a horrible thing to say, but I think that it's just another like drop in the bucket of just like how he thinks. Like it was just a slip up of like his, how little he's apologetic. He doesn't care. Like that was him. He has such little self-control over what he says. And that was just an example of it that like, That's, that's what he thinks and he can't help himself, but like say that. And, you know, old news that like, we know his character at this point. We know what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. He's disgusting. He doesn't value women. He, like you said, who are you to even speak on someone else's IUD? Like speak on your own IUD or no one else's and you are not a woman. So it's just, I'm disgusted by him. I wasn't surprised, but it definitely solidified everything that we think about him. Yeah. I do think an important thing about that too is based on Raquel watching that. I think it was last episode, but based on Raquel's like watching it from the trailer a hundred yards away, I do not think that she knew that they had slept together during that point in time. Definitely Definitely not. Definitely no, not. he was lying. Yeah. So she got shaded by that too. She seemed surprised. And didn't she say something about it when he like came to visit her? She said something like yeah. in the moment, she was like, oh, I want to know that too. Or like, I want to hear this answer. And then, yeah, she definitely said something. Yeah. The comment she made when they talked in the trailer, when she was like, it seemed like she thought that you wanted to keep the relationship going because you didn't break up with her. And it's like, that is literally how <laughs> relationships how work. <laughs> like yeah. that. So like you could that's tell how it goes. that's like, that's what <laughs> happens. Like, I'm like, now that I have to second guess, just because my boyfriend isn't breaking up with me, maybe doesn't want to be in a relationship. Like that is like the most bonkers logic. So we like, that was another moment where we watched her wheels turn and like, know that Tom had told her, oh, she knows that we're not together. Like she knows I want to break up and that she had like taken that as truth. And now she's thinking, oh, well, now I see Ariana's side of it. And I'm realizing that it's not very true. But she definitely thought that they were not sleeping together. were not intimate. Well, what's even more sick is that I want to go back and listen to the Call Her Daddy interview with Ariana because she very much said like this was after the reunion. And she was like, now I'm sort of out of that like anger stage and I've had time to process. And in that interview, she mentioned that they were in couples therapy together. So like this whole time that he's having sex with Raquel, they're also going to couples therapy, working on their relationship, also having sex, like no matter what, how frequent it was, how whenever they were still like intimate in that way. And he's telling Raquel, I'm just, it's so layered and so disgusting. And then for him to turn around and be like, well, she kept her t-shirt on. It's just, he's, he's disgusting. Like he is sick. So disgusting. They were making embryos together. Like there was not (gasps) one single thing that would make Ariana be like, Hmm. So everything, how they, the victim blaming was really nasty too. That obviously when he was like, well, you know, she could have followed my location and found out and went like, what? And Raquel had said multiple things too. That was like, I thought she didn't want to know because she'd never asked or some fucking bullshit. That was crazy that someone, that that's your logic is that it's their fault because they trusted you. Like they are weaponizing the fact that she trusted them against her. And that is like icky. Like I, I also through this whole thing, I kept thinking like, Ariana is obviously a queen. She is succeeding. She's getting brand deals from batteries, from Uber Eats. Like she's doing (laughs) great. She's on the cover of Glamour. Like she's crushing and that's amazing. But I really am like worried about like how has this affected the way she's able to trust people? Like how do you even move forward? How do you have intimate relationships after you've been burned this badly? And she already had some like hangups, I think. Yeah, she had cheating partners before. Double whammy of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that with all of it, that like too, with like Tom and the victim blaming, something that really stuck out to me is that like, 
Raquel had met his mom and stuff where like, it's like, oh, this man was just surrounded by yes men his whole life where it's like, oh, your mom was surprised. I would hope that your mom would be disgusted and angry and like talk you out of it. So like, what's up with like a mom? I mean, you know, moms and their sons sometimes that's like kind of the vibe, but it just is like another thing that it's like, he thinks that that is truth because like he's surrounded by people who don't correct him and that stuff. And like those statements and thoughts. Who knows what he told his mom now that we know like the narrative that he was telling Raquel when she was that involved. If his mom lives out of town, he probably went home and was like, oh, we're separated. We're this, we're that. Like who knows what version of the story she got? It wasn't truthful because he can't tell the truth to anyone. Yeah, I'm just, that's true. He definitely rationalized it to her. I'm sure he gave some bullshit lie, but also the way we watch him spin it all season of she doesn't buy batteries. She doesn't want to do shrooms with me and go hang gliding. She says I have bad fashion and then tells <laughs> me I have good fashion. Like all of the things that he has used throughout the season, like that's so true, Allison. Like we got the insight into probably how he was parlaying it, but a very probably more truthful degree because probably to his mom, he said a lot of shit of like, she's way worse. Maybe he said that they were not even together. Like, yeah, you, you never know what he was spinning and I'm sure he was spinning quite a lot. So it makes sense that, that she was just like, quote, disappointed rather than was like, absolutely not. No way. I'm calling Ariana. Raquel's not invited here. Like it, it makes sense that she was put in that position. I'm just glad that we know the status of those embryos. Well, eggs, because if he had fertilized those, oh I would have gotten in my car and driven to West Hollywood <laughs> and just like <laughs> burned down. I guess he shares a house with Ariana, so I don't want to do that to her. But I, I don't think I would have been able to recover from that. That is just so sick to think. No, about. but and who knows though? Because I mean, we watched him go through it. He went to the clinic. He gave a sperm. They had a conversation about it. Like it seemed like he was really going to go through with it with the eventual plan that he was going to break up with her. Like who knows if Ariana had not found out, maybe he would have gone to the point and fertilized her eggs. Like he would have been that crazy to be like, well, I want it to keep going. So I'm going to go along with it, not realizing how fucked up that is. Like, so yeah, thank God for her sake that that man's DNA is nowhere near her DNA. Thank God. Cause that would have been brutal. That scene of Tom and Tom outside the like, I don't know what it was, like a bagel truck or something. Yes, um, which that was where tainted they're talking for me. About... I go to that bagel shop every Sunday and now it's tainted <gasps> for me. It's the no, Tom on Melrose. No, I can't don't go blame again. the bagels. The bagels didn't do anything. You can forget Easy Boys in LA. They're the best bagels in LA. So I have to move on. But go on, Maddie. <laughs> I think that I did wonder if Tom orchestrated that conversation between that Tom Sandoval orchestrated it with Schwartz because Schwartz like started asking him questions about the status of his relationship. And I think that's when he was planting the seeds of like, oh, Ariana is annoyed by my very presence and stuff like that. That stands out to me amongst all of the scenes as something that was really calculated. For sure. I agree. And the talk of him like wanting to go on Summer House and I think he was going to keep breadcrumbing that and just being like, oh, we're not doing well. We're not this. And he had a master plan of how he was going to basically turn this into another Kristen situation. A thousand percent. It was like so obvious. Like when would Tom Schwartz and like, I know people that know him have come out on podcasts and be like, he doesn't like ask questions like that. And so for it to be a setup scene on camera that happened at that point, point. It happened once when they were at Schwartz and Sandy's where Schwartz asked, so how are you and Ariana doing? And then he even said like, oh yeah, I I noticed that. Like he was like amping Sandoval up. Like you could so tell it was a setup thing, 110%. And that was gross too. Cause like that is exactly what he thought would happen was exactly like Kristen. Everyone thinks that she's crazy. Poor Tom. He's not loved. She's not making time for him. And like, he looks like so stupid. Okay, the last little piece I'm curious about because there's been a lot of cheating on Vanderpump Rules, obviously. Um, and something that I heard somewhere and I've been thinking about it is like, obviously there is like no 
arguing with the fact that everyone is Team Ariana. There's no other side. It's just Team Ariana. Everyone's behind her. She's become like America's sweetheart, rightfully so. But it's interesting to me because the treatment of Ariana going through this and Lala going through her situation were very different. Obviously, they were very different situations, but both men had affairs with their life partner. Lala had a baby with this person. Ariana spent, you know, all these years, had a home together. Both kind of started with some kind of infidelity. You know, Ariana with the kiss when Tom was still with Kristen. Everyone had speculations about Lala and Randall, but everybody shat on Lala when they got broken up. Like they were all like, well, how you get get them, how you keep them. Like I feel like there was such a lack of support for her. Whereas with Ariana, everybody's obviously like rallied behind her. Why do you think that got, that is? Like, what is your guys' thoughts on that? I have a couple thoughts that I think are playing into this. Number one, I think Lala has always been very vocal and strong and very like the loudest dog that's barking. Like she, whereas Mm -hmm. Ariana has really opened up and been very vulnerable about like body image issues and all of these things. And so I think that the way that she said, like, yeah, I've had to be humble after all this came out. I don't think people are going to treat her with the same care and empathy because she was always so strong and so aggressive towards others. And I think that's just, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, I think that's why people are less quick to like give her sympathy or empathy. So I think that's one part of it. I also think the best friend angle of it just changes everything. And it's like your worst fear. It's truly your your worst worst fear fear. that you could never imagine happening. Yeah. And for it to be seven months long of that, like that's different than a, I've been hooking up with girls here and there. Both are awful, but yeah. I also think it was because the thing with Randall wasn't that surprising. He went after like a young girl and yeah, I think them you know, getting engaged and having a baby together. We all really hoped this would be like different, but I think it coming out that he was awful and doing all of these things wasn't surprising. I agree. And I think that just kind of like how it got like, kind of like legally messy at the start. First off, we didn't see as much of their relationship as we saw of Tom and Ariana's. Secondly, it felt like it all happened and then it was like a legal battle with their kid and stuff that I feel like it all felt a little more like behind a curtain than this one where like we literally saw this play out where I think that I would have been more keen to support Lala if we saw more of it, which like wasn't possible because I um, I think a lot of it she couldn't talk about. And I also do think that like Lala has shot herself in the foot a bit with some of her approach about like if like we met Lala at the start of her relationship with Randall, where she was like, I got a Range Rover and stuff. And I think that, I mean, like you go, I just think that that makes society as a whole feel less. I don't know. I guess that that's just like a a comment on on how people think about that stuff is like, I think that people still like resent her for her approach to the the start of of their relationship. Yeah. The tough exterior, the, she's always been very sexually positive in the sense of like, so what, so what that I slept with him on the first night? So what that I got a Range Rover, which I think is like very empowering and a great perspective to have, but that doesn't mean the rest of America sees it that way. Right. Yeah. Right. I will say though, Lala needs our sympathy more than anyone because Ariana, this whole thing was traumatic, but like she gets to step away from it with no, once they sell that house, she has no ties to this man and she can continue onward and upward. She can go start a new life tomorrow. It is terrifying to think that like Lala shares a child with this person. So even if everything in the court system went in her favor, her daughter for the rest of her life, that will be her dad. And she will have questions and she will be tied to this narrative. And that will be like an ongoing wound that I think it's more painful to watch your child be in pain over a decision that you made or like something you brought into their life rather than like you to carry that burden or any of that. So I just think that's something she's going to deal with for so long. And that is so much 
sadder to me because it won't ever end. Yeah, I totally agree. I've seen it like it's more of society's like discomfort with women who are like that, who are very like sexually positive, sexually open. And like, it's maybe easier for us as a culture to rally behind someone like Ariana, who has been very nice and supportive and open about her insecurities. It's less easy for us as a culture to be supportive behind someone who deserves the support the same way, but has been overtly confident, I guess is, is the word. Um, so I, I agree. I just, I feel like that, that in reflecting how everybody responded to that issue, because you're right, Allison, like she has a lot more shit going on. Like Ariana, thank God can walk away unscathed, but there's shit that Lala's still dealing with after a couple of years after this breakup happened, because she has a kid involved and like, that's another level. And so it, it kind of has even from the beginning, but like, especially now seeing the difference, it kind of breaks my heart for Lala, how the majority of people, I feel like their response was like, well, she started as a mistress and that's karma. Sorry. Like people don't have the empathy for her, but there are all these parallels with her and Ariana. So I kind of feel like they both deserve our support and like rallying behind them. I think that what Allison said is just so true too. And that like, not that we didn't know who Tom Sandoval was, but just like the lack of surprise of it. I don't know. I think just like the gravity of the situation too, where it was like, oh, it wasn't Tom cheating on a reality show. It was this man who's like a Harvey Weinstein adjacent, like manipulator in this industry that it was like, eh. Not that that makes all that to be said. I agree that Lala's as much of a victim just in terms of talking about it. It felt more like off limits for me to like dive into in the way that we dove into this. It's like, oh, this is reality drama. That felt like something bigger. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes sense why people weren't as invested. Like I definitely was not as invested in their breakup as Scandaval. And that makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me is how people had negative reactions, how they were like, you know, Lala deserves this. Lala started as mistress. This is karma. Like that negative reaction is what I don't understand. I understand the less interest or less dissecting because we didn't see as much. We don't know as much. And there was, there was like way more twists in this Scandaval story too. Yeah. I just don't think you can say anyone deserves any of this. Like if people are saying that, I'm like, we're just not even on the same conversation. I don't even know how to reply to you. Never. I know. And I think that it just gets sticky in that like, even like no matter what Lala said, no matter what any, how Ariana and Tom's relationship transpired at the start, like that doesn't excuse the actions of either men. And I think that that's where it, like, no matter what Lala, like, I don't know, we, uh, I, we're saying the same thing at this point. It just is, despite the contrast, they didn't deserve it equally. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, it's sad that we live in a society where this man was doing this terrible thing to all these victims, you know, very Harvey Weinstein. We'll never even know their names or their faces or really even get to hear their stories. And he was doing this to all these people. And Someone somewhere on the internet, their first reaction was, oh, she deserves it. It's like, it's just sick. It's gross. It's so sick. It's so sick to look at anyone, any woman who has gone through this and think it's on them. Like there's all the levels of fucked up that comes with cheating. And like, this is another rabbit hole, but like watching these, this episode and kind of going through the season, like, yes, I was like so invested and like so into it. But it it was very dark. Like there were so many layers that we definitely saw that it was a dark place more than it had ever been. And what I'll say, my final statement, and then I'll let you guys have your final statements on the subject, but <laughs> it always breaks my heart watching someone go through this. It broke my heart for Lala and it breaks my heart for Ariana because to me, the worst part of cheating, like everybody's always like, oh, when you cheat, it's awful because then they can't trust you anymore. So what? Like, then they're going to move on. They're going to have other relationships. Like, you're a piece of shit if you cheated. It doesn't matter if they can trust you. What I think is the worst part about cheating is that you cause someone to lose their ability to trust themselves. Because now Ariana is going into next relationships thinking, well, I thought Tom was amazing. Well, I thought Raquel was amazing. How can I know to trust anyone? Because I cannot trust my own picker. You know what I mean? Like, it, you doubt yourself so much. And that is the most fucked up part. It's not that you lose your trust. 
and the person who cheated, but that you lose your trust in yourself. So for cheaters out there, that is my PSA. Fuck you, first of all, but also like (laughs) really think about this is like way bigger than you. And to Sandoval, that is my bottom line to you. If you cared about Ariana, like you say you do and you're crying about it, you have all these crocodile tears, you would not do it in the first place. And that is my final statement. I think that mine is just that I'm so curious to see where this goes in the future. Like I have been watching this show since its inception, you know, 10 years ago. And I don't think anything has ever felt this intense or serious. And I don't know how it's, it's, there are are points I feel like in all these Bravo shows that you don't know how they're going to continue. And I think we've seen that with Jersey. We've seen that with a lot of stuff that just feels more serious than like entertainment. And that's where we're at with this. And I'm really curious to see what they do next season. Same. I don't know where we go from here. And I know that there have been a lot of rumors about like, let's bring back Jackson, Brittany. I'm like, I think we're just so far past that. The only way forward I see is like, we cut all the men out of this show. And this is like, we just follow the ladies and it's just a girl power hour for the next season. Otherwise, I just, I don't know. I don't think I can watch this again anymore. Like it was one thing, it was icky, it was exciting, it was whatever when they were all 20 and they were doing it. But like you've seen the women on the show evolve and do work on themselves and all of this. But like, we have not seen that from the men. And I just don't know that I can sign up to like watch this all over again. Yeah. I need a big that's change. That's so true. Yeah. I'm down for like focusing on something about her. And like, maybe it's a spinoff about the sandwich shop. I'm into that. Right. I don't think that's out of the question. Yeah. But I agree. It's like when it was season one, two, three, four, five, even like it was awesome to like watch all the drama because there are these like young 20-year-olds fucking up and like having sex with each other and cheating on each other. But now they're like life partners. They're older. It is a darker level when they're doing the same shit and they're not learning from it. So I agree. I'm ready for something else. Yeah. I think that they they need to figure out what they're going to do. Well, but I hope they do something because I also would never not want there to be a time (laughs) in life where Vanderpump Rules is not a part of my every week. I know. It's so easy for me to be like, I'm not going to watch. How can I watch this again? And then I hate that I'll be signed up because I said this two seasons ago. I was like, where are we going with this? What is this storyline? And here I am. So invested rewatching old episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I know it it will. It's hard to beat season two. For me, that was like the pinnacle, the creme de la creme. But this like really did it. But I'm like, I we can't do this again. Like we can't keep replicating these like big cheating scandals and we, we got to move on. We got to grow. We got to focus on the sandwich shop and having families. We got to focus watch on that. the sandwich shop. Yeah. Yeah. We need the sandwich yeah. shop. You know, what is a positive that we can end on? I yes, think Allison. Ariana was the picture of how you want to be after a breakup. Like yes, she I was agree. absolutely unapologetic hot, stunning, came back at everything they said, like, oh, so I trusted my partner. Oh, so I did this. Like, oh, I mean, she just had no remorse. And maybe, you know, in private moments with her friends where like all of us have been there where you're crying, where it's like, what did I do? Why wasn't I enough? And I think that's a normal feeling. But for her to put I, she just gave a lesson in like breakups 101. I would like to go back in time and a breakup that I have been just like adopt all of her philosophies because that was girl power. A thousand percent. Yeah. And you can tell she that came she came out like, on top. She came out on top for sure. You could tell that she really like felt it. It wasn't just like she was trying to be like a badass and put up an act. Like everything she said when she was like, you know, I'm not humiliated, they are. I'm not ashamed. They are. And on Call Daddy, when she said the best line, when she was like, I didn't lose him. He lost me. Like you can tell that they're, it's so integrated in her to respond that way, that that's how she's like really done the work to feel that. So I agree, Allison. I think anyone going through a breakup who has gone through a breakup, like that is the person to channel. Channel your inner Ariana. Honestly, next fight I get in with Joey, I'm going to be like, I'm channeling my inner Ariana. How dare you? (laughs) Honestly, you should be embarrassed. This was the masterclass in Breakup 101, how to respond 
to a breakup. Yeah. Amen. Well, this was fun. This was exciting. We I got to talk. Insight. We got to talk. This was for everyone listening. This was the first time we've done like a pop culture hour. So thanks for sitting in. Let us know in the reviews if you liked it, what you thought, because like I said, we haven't done this before. Me, Allison, and Maddie talk about Bravo all the time. So I thought, let's <laughs> put it on a podcast episode and call it work. Cause like, that's way more fun than us chatting over text at night. Um, so let us know what you thought, but thank you, Maddie and Allison for joining me. It was so much fun. And I feel like we're going to have so many thoughts in the next few weeks as all of these things uh, marinate in our brains, but thank you for sharing your thoughts with me so soon after the reunion. And until next time, we'll do another pop culture hour soon. Can't wait until next time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Every Girl Podcast on Instagram or theeverygirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 